Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Down the Fandom Hole, a podcast celebrating the many talented queer fan creators that help bring the various fear fandom communities to life. Each month, your host, fanfic writer and queer bear extraordinaire, Ayak Spencer, will introduce you to fellow creators as they talk about the impact of being part of fandom, having a creative outlet that lets them be seen as they share their fan stories and art, finding their creative voice, and so much more. While enjoying today's episode, click the link in the description to visit patreon.com slash down the fandom hole to check out the free companion posts for this episode. There you find fan content from today's guest, social media links, shout out for other fandom creators, and ways to gain access to supporter-only content. Now, take a moment to settle into your favorite spot, lace up those sneakers, or pull up that current work in progress. Let's get this show started. Hello, it's time for another episode of Down the Phantom Hole. I'm your host, Ayaka Spencer, and my guest today is the wonderfully funny Court, the creator of the Masked Author event, which we talked more about. She also shared what inspires her to create and talks about the lifelong friendship she made because of fandom. And if the pre-chat is any indication, we are going to have a great time. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Before we begin, what are your pronouns? She, her. It's fine. Okay. So to get this started, what got you into fandom? So my first like media obsession, I guess you could say, was mm -hmm. probably Nancy Drew. Mm -hmm. My aunt worked for Simon Schuster, the book publishing company. Yeah. She would send me a new Nancy Drew book every single month whenever they came out. And uh, so I owned like all of the Nancy Drew books growing up and I played mm -hmm. the games was just like super super into Nancy Drew but I don't, I don't think there was anything online at the time like you could maybe find a few things in forums the first fandom I remember reading fanfic for was uh, Teen Titans actually like Raven and Beast Boy <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember what or or anything like that but I've, I that was my first fanfiction.net experience or like live journal too nice um yeah so I used to do uh, a lot of like the forums and like role-playing on forums for Harry Potter and Smallville so those were probably my first real like fandom experiences first fandom I wrote for was uh Glee <laughs> unfortunately uh um, oh, why unfortunately Oh, it's not something I look back on fondly. Really? Um, yeah, you know, it was a crazy wild ride <laughs> being ah. in the Glee fandom. Who was your ship of choice? So Brittany and Santana are like the canon. Well, and also Santana and Quinn. Mm -hmm. I really liked them too. <laughs> so, but I think when I was writing, I mostly wrote Brittany and Santana. Oh, so what kind of stories do you like to draw? Uh, try that again. <laughs> what kind of stories do you like to write? I like to write AUs mostly, usually. I'll write AUs typically pretty angsty. I like stories where they don't get together until the very end. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> so you like slow burns? Oh, yeah. Too much. Too, too slow of a burn. Like how slow of a burn do you like? I would say usually when I write a fic, it's at least like a hundred thousand words. <laughs> so like about, about that. Wow. I That's can't... really good. I'm trying to write a one shot right now and it's, 
scary to try to write a one shot. It's kind of funny, but not kind of funny. Haha, that Anna Morris likes enjoys writing one shots more than multi chapters, and mm-hmm. you like writing multi chapters more than one shots. It's like yeah. you guys need to collaborate. <laughs> I said that during the masked author because everyone, you know, is writing these incredible one shots, Anna Morris included, and I uh-huh. just could could never do that. It's mm-hmm. like a it's a real skill, like a, writing a short story. It is, especially when it's got like you can feel fulfilled off of it. Yes, as yeah. opposed to like there could be more to this. Like a really good one shot leaves mm-hmm. you happy. Yep, very very talented writers who mm-hmm. write one shots like that. Mm-hmm. It's much harder. I don't do a very good job of one shots either. I honestly I don't think I've ever really written one. I mean, I've tried to write a one shot, but then I get bored after a certain word count and mm-hmm. I just want it to be done so that I, I can just I'm, post it. But... I think I might have tried once and then ended up continuing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just have to pull that story out as much as possible, but I actually like writing shorter chapters. That's my thing, but it doesn't always tell the entire story. Mhm. Which is unfortunate. But I give credit to anyone. I both love and hate their chapters when they're long. I'm like, <laughs> you just give me so much. I am very guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I like writing like mm-hmm. 10, 10 to 15,000 word chapters. Oh, that's so long. It's I like, know. It's ridiculous. What is it about the different ships that maybe you're drawn to most about? Like, Do you notice anything about them that you're like, God, I really like this ship and this is why? So I think I mentioned earlier, I like angst and slow burns. So Mm -hmm. in general, I like ships that like with Brittany and Santana, at first it was just very much background and you had to make like a lot of of the story up yourself or like with like Kara and Lena, like, you know, it's the ultimate slow burn. Though I will say Danny and Jamie obviously get together and live more or less happily ever after for at least a short period of time uh, i know but that one feels like it's accelerated and that there is sort of like a we need to live each day to its fullest kind of yeah vibe it feels to it. as normal of a story as you can get in that sort of setting so you know i i would say that one's kind of outside my usual realm of like types of ship so what drew you to damie because every single author the majority of the authors that i have read and I haven't read a lot. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they all seem to accept the end of Damie. That yeah, yes, I... Danny will die. Yes, mm-hmm. she's going to be swallowed up by the Lady of the Lake. Yes, she will not be saved in any capacity. But you guys write these beautiful stories about their lives together. And like Damie mm-hmm. to me feels like the ultimate domestic bliss yeah. fandom. I would agree with that. Even though, again, it does have the sad ending, it's, it mm-hmm. feels realistic in the way that when you love someone, you do know that there is a chance that something like that's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you don't take it literally to mean like, you know, a ghost is going to possess you and make you walk into a lake. But like, you, you know, part of loving someone is accepting that you might lose them. And I feel like it's poignant in that way. But yeah, no, I, I really... I feel like Damie actually attracts a fairly older audience, which has been really refreshing for me. Not that I'm super old, (laughs) but, you know, like coming from other fandoms where it's a lot of like people who are younger, I feel like Damie 
attracts a lot of older people who are in relationships too, where like they see themselves in these two characters. And that's a really nice thing to say. So out of the two, Jamie or Danny, who do you think you vibe more? You know, I actually really, really like both of them. I like Danny, like her story before coming to Bly. I find that really interesting to write about, like her perspective and learning herself, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I also just really like Jamie. I think she's funny and charming and just just a really interesting character. With a ship, I usually latch onto one person much more than the other. But Mm -hmm. I will say with, with them, I really like both of them. Mm-hmm. I like writing Jamie better. I don't know why. Dan- Danny's harder for me to write. Do you think it's the kind of like the thought process of Jamie that she seems to be, I'm not saying that she's more simple, but she seems to be from those stories that I've read, mm-hmm. very direct in the way mm-hmm. she is. Even though she probably has a past, she's kind of gotten it to the point where it's not on her shoulder. It's not something that she allows to run her day to day. You know, mm-hmm. like kind of Danny, there's this always this epic sadness to her. Like yeah. <laughs> there's always something on top of her shoulder that she just doesn't get rid of. And Danny's a like kind of just like a happy, cheerful person, but does have that dark side to her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jamie's a little like day to day, a little more like sarcastic, a little less, you know, I mean, prior to to meeting Danny, I'd say. And they just they both have very good backstories or like there's a lot to work with in their backstories I find it really interesting that you have read fanfic for Damie but haven't seen the show that must give you such like an interesting perspective sort of on how people see these characters well the thing is is the suspenseful music scares me oh a hundred percent yeah so I don't want to watch it so have you watched like Netflix put together basically their love story, I think is the name of the the, the video. It's like Danny and Jamie's love story. No, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, there is. I'll look. I'll look it up and give you like a timestamp because at, at with their first kiss, there is like a jump scare after that. Okay, uh, that's included in that video. But other than that, it's not any of the scary stuff. It's just it's just the nice stuff. So okay, I would love yeah. to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's as far as horror goes i think they call it like um more gothic horror bly manor like so it's not it's not your typical like kind of horror that you'd normally see today it is scary i can uh-huh. understand especially if you don't like suspense uh there's there's a lot of moments that would probably get you <laughs> yeah my life so far within the last 2 years because of pandemic and i take care of my dad has mm-hmm. had suspense enough yeah yeah i I totally understand not seeking out extra extra scares i love horror but i would never push someone to watch it if they're not comfortable because i you don't need that (laughs) yeah i just like the stories you guys write they're just like nice bliss (laughs) you know i'm okay knowing that someone's gonna die that doesn't make me sad so much as like Mm -hmm. because it's not the focus really it's the the focus of making the most of each day Right. Of these moments, you know, how much I love you, that kind of thing, which is very That's cathartic. very much the story mm-hmm. of Danny and Jamie. And it's very cathartic to read, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I've, I haven't i have found a lot of AUs within that fandom. And I, I'm still on the surface, so don't get me wrong. There probably yeah. are AUs. Full on. Oh, but- there's, a, there's definitely a lot. But there's a lot of people that like to explore canon too, especially the the 13, 11 to 13 years they live 
mm-hmm. kind of in in this montage at the end of the show. People really like to write about that time period because it's just nice. I do not read fluff, so <laughs> I, I can't even really recommend you any of those fics, but I That's really okay. appreciate that they're there and that people like writing that for this particular ship. Yeah, there is a realisticness from the small amount of fics that I've read. Mm-hmm. That's just pleasant, you know? Yeah, it's not something we get to see very often, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah, there's no, like, there's this history that they're both trying to get over individually, and then there's the life they're creating collectively. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, Supercorp. I love Supercorp. Supercorp's my thing. But Lena's always either getting over the fact that she is actually enough. She has family who are just the shits. And yeah. those seem to be huge embodiments of them, too. You know, and then definitely it's never not going to be a factor. And if if someone leaves it out, it sometimes feels like it could be something missing. Exactly. Like the stories I write don't really key into that heavily if I can get away from it. Yeah. But it also makes for a very nice, complex story as well. Mm -hmm. That, Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that Damies aren't complex. They're complex, but they're beautiful and they're simply written. And it's a simple complexity. Does that make sense? I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting the fandom or anything. No, it's kind of like like a slice of life, a lot of the fics. Like, they can just be very pleasant. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's one of the, as I'm talking to you, I think that's one of the cool things about fandom is that when you're using these characters, they are somewhat fleshed out. And they, mm-hmm. you're like, when you think of Lena Luther, you think of the history of where she came from, the history of the upbringing she has. And then like in Bly Manor, you have Danny, who's an American who lost her husband. Husband or fiance? Her fiance that she had just broken up with. Okay. So it's like she has a lot of mixed feelings. Right. But it's not like some hard, heavy, megalomaniac rich person trying to destroy your (laughs) happiness it's just life life getting in the way and suddenly they're dead which is completely possible Mm -hmm. you know as Mm -hmm. opposed to some super genius who wants to take over the world and kill an alien race yeah with with Bly the first ghost you really see is this ghost of Eddie who is Mm -hmm. her ex and he's not actually a ghost in a show full of actual ghosts He's just like a manifestation of her grief that she hasn't accepted or coped with in any way. So it's actually really like kind of interesting where she's having this uh, like hallucination almost, but he's not actually in in my interpretation. I'm pretty sure it's true. He's not actually one of the ghosts of Blind Manor. Mm-hmm. He's just you know because aren't ghosts kind of stuck where they died? Yeah, like the the oh god, I honestly don't have the brain power to explain <laughs> the the blind manor ghost system but yeah they're all very much feel tied like to. <laughs> to the the property so eddie travels with with jane uh with danny rather he like is the reason she goes there in the first place is because she's trying to escape this mm-hmm. grief and and through her grief this ghost but yeah so it's it's it feels very real in that way i like it i need to read more fan fiction from it it's on I my hope list. You enjoy it, yeah. Anna Morris had a whole list of all of the authors at yes. one point in the fandom. It was incredible. That has been a godsend. I have literally just been creating links to everything. Oh my god, what a useful resource! <laughs> I know she's awesome. Really, really awesome person. 
So I, this is kind of a side shoot, but I started to watch, I binged watch this show called Ghost. It's about this um, husband and wife who are trying to buy a home. And then they find out that they are the inheritors of this old ass house, big old house called Button Hall. And it's full of ghosts from like all over different time zones. You like, you got a caveman, you've got a woman dressed in nice silks. You've got someone who is burned as a witch. You have Mm. another girl who was like killed by her sister through poisoning. I think she's got no discernible issues. You got a Colonel. I don't know how he died and ended up on the grounds yet to figure that one out yet. Then there was a guy who got shot as like, I think the grounds were used as a camp or something like a summer camp. And he got shot through the neck with an arrow. So he walks around with an arrow. And then this other guy who got his head cut off, (laughs) which was kind of funny. The way he died was just like, you thought he got his head cut off by some sort of executioner when really he died. Spoiler alert, because the two axes that are over his fireplace, which is where he was hiding from the executioner decided to fall and scissor him to death. <laughs> You're like, well, okay. that sucks. <laughs> like, Sounds like a, a fun, lighthearted romp. <laughs> it is. And so the... Oh, is it really? Huh? Is it like a comedy? It is a comedy. It's full on comedy. Oh, okay. That's great. Full on. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was on HBO Max. So if you have access to that, I it's down sure there. I do. Okay. Yeah, it's called Ghost. You got to look for the woman and then the man. And it's just... So you started this thing called the Mask Arthur, but what about fandom made you want to do that? Because you have to love fandom to want to create an event because it is a lot of work. Oh, it was a lot of work, (laughs) but it was mostly a lot of fun. I, I wanted to do something to celebrate all of the like fantastic authors in the fandom Mm -hmm. because there really are just so many of them. And I thought that, like, it would be just really cool to be able to read their work with no, like, preconceptions of, like, who they are, their style, like, you know, Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, just a way to bring the community together. At that point, the fandom was almost a year old and Bly is, what was, like, eight months? I can't do math. It had come out in October and this was June or July. And it was it's a one-shot show, basically. You know, it's a set number of episodes and that's it. So it was just a way to kind of get new fix posted and to just really appreciate the authors. And we ended up with, I think, 98 new fix, which for a small fandom is... That's really pretty, good. Pretty decent number, yeah. And it, it sounds like it's a very close-knit fandom as well. Mm-hmm. There are people on Tumblr, and I think there's people on Twitter, but I do not go on Twitter. But yeah, it mostly exists on the Discord. When The Masked Author was going on, they actually were kind enough to make a channel for The Masked Author so people could discuss, you know, oh, the really fix great. themselves. Yeah, the guests. Oh, it was really, really kind of them. Uh, of course, some of the admins were in the competitions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, they were they were really great about helping but yeah, so the Discord's really the place where everything happens in the Damie fandom. I'm slowly starting to lurk there right now. Oh, they're really nice people. I know. It's just the thing is, is like, I feel uh, like, you know, I have this podcast, right? Which is really cool because I get to talk to people like you, like one-on-ones, mm-hmm. Brady Magden, you know, but when I enter the space, then I kind of feel like I'm, 
I have to be careful because I don't want to seem like I'm only in the space to try to get people as guests, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think anyone would think that. I I think I, I might be overthinking it. I can definitely see that, you know, that kind of worry happening. But I mm-hmm. think even if that were true, I think people would be very excited to be guests on your, on your podcast. I know I am. And I'm sure Anna Morris was too. Um, she was, a, yes, it was great fun. Yeah. You know, I feel like the Discord is kind of like being in a room with a large group of people. Mm-hmm. And that can be intimidating, but you just need to just start talking to someone and it just kind of goes from there you know just find one one conversation to jump into yeah and it can be challenging if you're shy <laughs> but they do a really great job i think of making everyone feel welcome and just generating discussion they've added like a whole bunch of new channels just to kind of um they added like damey centric channels but also just like a question of the day channel where they ask you know kind of like your five burning questions, just kind of like a random question that everyone could give a little answer to, 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 to just talk about stuff. I wonder if they would let me pose a question like uh, for fic writers who's mm. ever written, like, what is your favorite story that you've written so far? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. that would be, that would be helpful because I like trying to find that out because when someone's talking about their favorite fic, which is always funny because the fan favorite isn't always the same as the author's favorite. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I want to know what story was it that resonated the most with them to do that? So like, who uh, should I ask to do that? Um, I would ask one of the admins. I'll pass their names on to you, but I'm sure you could post it in one of the, the book club channels. There's the Suited for Work and NSFW book clubs. Um, there's also yes. a writing room, but I, I think that you need a role to to get into that one. I'm not entirely sure. But, I just recently got the adult plus role. <laughs> yeah, so I would say probably the book clubs are going to be the the best place. But if you'd like, I can I can give you the people to ask. Yes, or you can. There is like a admin request channel where you can be like, "Hey, I have a question," <laughs> and they'll they'll message you. I say all this as if I actively participate in the server, and I don't because I've just <laughs> like shut off my brain to fandom things for like probably three or four months now. Um, Uh But I'm trying to jump back in because I really do love it. We can try together. We'll give each other (laughs) updates. Like I posted an answer today. I talked to someone today. (laughs) We can totally do that. If you want, I will be your non-lurker buddy. Like it's like accountability. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But okay. So you wanted to kind of keep the fandom going and you wanted to highlight all the amazing writers who are, are part of it. What was it like coming up with a mask author? Was it like heavily inspired by the mask singer? So yeah. Uh, during the early days of the pandemic, we were looking for just like some terrible television to watch and we found the mask singer and we'd like binge watched the first two seasons. And the idea didn't occur to me right away I I had had this like thought in the past where like I don't know if I've mentioned this yet but whenever I join a new fandom I just abandon my old accounts and start a new Tumblr and start a new archive of our own account for some reason and I've always thought it would be funny if someone had cuz I write for like you know all of the kind of typical gay fandoms mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've always thought it would be interesting if someone might have ever noticed like the, the similarities person. yeah 
so like that kind of thought and then we watched the mass singer and i just kind of had the idea for a while like months really mm-hmm. and then one night i was bored and just kind of hyper focused a little bit on building a tumbler and like just just to kind of gather my thoughts about it and like how mm-hmm. it would work and stuff like that and i'm not sure if it got suggested to someone or maybe i was talking to someone and all of a sudden like was getting a bunch of requests of people who wanted to join and like i had put it on tumblr just to kind of see if anyone would be interested and by the end of the next day i had 30 people sign up and had to cut it off and do a wait list (laughs) yeah so like it was really 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 great to see how many people were interested in doing this sort of thing for the fandom because i think everyone in the fandom is very enthusiastic about it you know they just all really love both the ship and the community well that has to be very self-sustaining right now right because you guys aren't going to have a second season it was never meant to have a second season so like you got your love of this fandom is just fueling the fandom that's yep there actually is another little competition going on right now they did one in october called damie tober it was just Mm -hmm. like 30 days of prompts to celebrate or 31 i don't know how many days are in october i'm sorry uh to celebrate the year anniversary and then the person who organized that also joined forces with one of the with the creator of the server to do damie roulette so authors signed up uh fan artists signed up and they get one word prompt chosen at random Mm -hmm. that has to be uploaded by I think March 14th, I should know, but I don't. And they're going to, you know, vote and pick a winner. So, like, I feel like doing competitions like this in a fandom that might have lulls due to, you know, being a a one-time thing, doing competitions really kind of keeps it alive. And it's a a really fun way of doing that. I think it's really great that you guys, because I remember one time, because I am part of the server as well, that mm-hmm. you're like, we have to keep the momentum going. Everyone here loves Jamie and Danny, you know, and so they're always trying to figure out ways to keep it going. And so you've got like the question of the day, you have the what would Jamie do kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I, I think it's really great how much of a fuel and a connection community the Jamie fandom is, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are kind of like all on this server. Yeah, no, it's really cool. And I I do feel like I'm on the outside looking in most of the time, just being like, wow, these people are awesome. But they really just are. Like, it's probably my favorite fandom that I've been a part of in terms of the community. Not necessarily the ship itself, though. It's definitely up there. But, like, in terms of the people, like, they're just top-notch. I think, I forget if this started during The Masked Author or what, but we started calling it the little fandom that could because <laughs> it's such a small fandom, but it has, you know, a, a pretty substantial number of fix and just artists mm-hmm. and people who are just really willing to create content and love this show. As a person who's part of Supercorp, who's kind of was introduced to fandom through Supercorp. Mm-hmm. And f- for the longest time, because of my misunderstanding of fandom itself, because I come from a large fandom, I didn't realize how differently fandoms operate connected with different ships. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the Supercorp fandom is very, very large. It so, is. So, like, coming from that to this server that has, like, maybe 500 people, it's definitely different. 
but there's also like a different energy to it like mm-hmm. the supercorp fandom is kind of like the goliath of things and then you have the Damy fandoms or even the taller fandoms that are very scrappy you know and there's a lot of I don't want to say one love is different than another but there's just a different energy to the love like there's this it's like you're like and I'm not saying this to hurt anyone's feelings so please don't take it that way Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a weird groundswell you know like a tsunami but then like the smaller fandoms they have such energy to them that the energy feels different like it doesn't feel like I don't know it feels more authentic almost only because yeah, I could see that the smaller the voices are I'm doing I think I'm doing a terrible job I understand what you're saying though uh, uh I know but I can't seem to say it to make it make sense and not sound like I'm a privileged super court person there is definitely I think larger fandoms can be more fun in that there's a lot more content to consume Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot more fanfic there's a lot more fan art there's a lot more like people to follow on tumblr like i probably follow most of the people who post damey content on tumblr (laughs) and i don't think you could ever do that for for supercorp no like there's clicks in the supercorp fandom you know Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely whereas like the damey fandom it feels a little bit more like just a big ass family yeah like I wanted to, it's with the masked author, kind of bring in people who are considered like the big names of the fanfic community. Mm-hmm. And also I really wanted to get people who had only published one or two fics before because mm-hmm. I thought it would be just like exciting to to see those different people produce at that sort of level. And we had our own little server during mm-hmm. the competition and it was so cool to see everyone talking giving each other advice and just being super supportive they're just all like fantastic people <laughs> yeah and the fact that so many people at once came to answer the call of the mask author was really neat and that you could kind of you kind of learned the styles like anna talked about how she grew as a writer during that oh time. she really did yeah i mean she was great to begin with but i you know writing that many fix and she made it all the way to like fourth place you know, That's she amazing. wrote so much and mm-hmm. it's, it was, I think a really great exercise. I, when we first started was like, I'm going to write these fics too, as we go along. I didn't do any of that <laughs> because as we talked about, I can't write a one shot to save my life. But yeah, I, I think it's a good challenge and a good, a good writing exercise to just kind of write something small every single week like that. You know, what would be really fun though, too. And I was just thinking about it is if you created a competition where it's centered around you make like your 500 word count story, right? Mm-hmm. And then you write a second story, but it has to build on that 500 word story. And then you have to build on that 1500 word story. And then every story after that is not a new concept, but just a addition to that other story. Mm-hmm. Not even a new chapter, but like a, a rework sort of. It could be, or it could be like a new chapter. Like you kind of set up a small snippet of the story, kind of like a taster. Mm-hmm. and then the next one the next chapter although you don't want it could be like a masked author kind of thing too or it could just be like a to see how much they can progress the story and how it changes yeah just any any sort of challenge like that yeah. i think takes you out of focusing on the little things mm-hmm. about your writing so they can develop more naturally so, mm-hmm. you know so i think anything you can do like that is really cool 
That would actually be a good one, especially if you had them rework it to like 10 of a thousand words. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to double it. But here's the this concept you did build on that, shift it around, change it a little bit, and to kind of see almost also like the creative process for some writers. Yeah. You that know, it'd be really interesting to see like what you do with this concept in 500 words versus 5,000 words. Exactly. Oh, I like that. <laughs> see, you're just, you're going to run the next competition. <laughs> I will help you if you want. <laughs> you got free time, right? Yeah, you got plenty of free time. I got plenty of free time. And I get this job. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be so good. Yes. Oh, God. Fingers crossed. All of them. I can't do that. I can Vulcan my fingers. Both sides. You know the Vulcan symbol? Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't do that at all. <laughs> Vulcan. Hell yeah. Stoicism. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so what is like one of the big things that you like? Like Anna Morris talked about how she grew as a writer and how her writing shifted. What's kind of like another experience that you can think of that you really enjoyed and it made you feel like, God, I can't believe I made this and I can't believe I did this. And just like an experience that you're just so happy you had because of it. Definitely just getting to talk to all of the people who are participating Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who really jumps into a a big server. I do enjoy reading all of everybody's, you know, thoughts and stuff like that, but I hadn't really talked to too many of the people outside of like comments on fanfic. So getting to know everybody was really great. And again, just getting to see how supportive they all were of each other. Like, you know, some of them were friends before, but a lot of them hadn't really bonded before. Mm -hmm. They would do this thing right before the results were posted every week where everyone would send a bunch of like hand holding emojis and like everyone would send them it would flood the chat of everyone just being like all right hold hands here we go oh that's so sweet they were just so uh supportive yeah just like such good people i mean Mm -hmm. and everyone was really talented and deserving also like so it was just a joy to to watch and to get to read all that great fic also a little self-serving in that way (laughs) So what were some of the thing challenges that you found out about hosting this? Because you pretty much did it by yourself. Yeah, I would say it was very challenging. I was probably working on it. I don't even know how many like hours a day or week, but a significant chunk of them. Because I, I have a tendency to just kind of throw myself all in into things without really thinking of the longevity, where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I can do this all day on a Sunday. Like, that's mm-hmm. great. And then I'm like, yeah, but eight Sundays in a row, you know, definitely got intense. So uh, a lot of the graphics work. At one point, I literally crashed my computer. Uh, because I had this really huge file going for this. I was making a bulletin board of clues where I was releasing two clues a day for the month leading up to the, and the clues were all puzzles. So I was like creating them in Adobe Illustrator. There was this like bulletin board that was kind of designed to look like a detective's board, like an old fashioned murder mystery, like Mm -hmm. red lines going all different places. And yeah, at one point I literally crashed my computer and mm. i had to send it in to the apple store <laughs> damn and apples are usually yeah. good about that 
Yeah, it was quite old. And I also, I, I do put a lot of mileage on my computer for work too. So mm -hmm. it was, it was a long time coming. I ended up with, with a new computer after that. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, so it worked so out. So was it like one of the colored computers? Cause those things look cool. No, I have, oh, like the, the IMAX, the desktop ones. Yeah. Yeah. One day when I don't live in an apartment, I, I definitely want to have one of those, but no, I just have the MacBook Pro, the, oh, the, um, laptop. the one with the new silicone chips which have been incredible. I don't think I would have any issues no matter what the file size, you know, for, for next time. Yeah. But yeah. Is there going you know, to be a next time? Is there a next time I would slated? love to do another one. I don't have any plans currently. I think it would be probably good to do it around the same time period. So like doing the planning stages in June. But mm -hmm. I mean, I have people on a waiting list and people who are definitely interested and the fandom's going as strong as ever. So I don't see why not. Like, definitely think we should do another one. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I just will need some volunteers <laughs> so I don't drive myself crazy. Well, I would be happy to help with something. Oh, yeah. I just don't expect me to know anything about the fandom. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, really maybe don't. by that time, I'll have read enough fandoms. Fan we fictions. had an author participate in it who had, I'm not sure if they had even seen the show, but they had only written one fic and it was for a gift exchange. So it wasn't even like a fandom that they were particularly into. It was like for a friend who was into uh -huh. this fandom. And they, they wrote it. Uh, they participated in the first, I think, two rounds and they were awesome. You know, it was, it was a really interesting point of view of someone who wasn't like you know a diehard shipper of these two uh, people you know I think you could probably get away with it if you made it where it wasn't a haunting but like maybe she died of schizophrenia <laughs> so like the ghosts they... were voices in her head as opposed oh, uh -huh. to actual ghosts I'm trying to remember what the prompt list was but they were definitely some AUs because we wanted to give a good mix because there were people who would never write AUs and there were people who only wrote AUs. So we wanted to make sure that there was a, I say we, because the entire time that I was running this competition, I was trying to disguise my identity. And for a while I was trying to convince people that I was multiple people. <laughs> and it didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, it did for a while. Uh, huh. I was not in the author's chat because I didn't tell them who I was at first either, but they figured it out. <laughs> very quickly god it was it was very fun i hope when you do it again if you do it again that i can help you in some way or i don't know cheer you on if that's what you need um <laughs> i'm sure i mean i feel like with something like this it could grow as big as we want it to so i feel like any amount of help is always welcome excellent sounds good so you said you're a writer as well which is really awesome what is your individual ritual for creating like what do you do to get into the mood do you listen to music do you like try to get inspiration wherever you can what's kind mm -hmm. of what makes court make fan fiction <laughs> i do listen to music usually when i'm writing it'll either be like lo-fi or it'll be piano music or it'll be like a single song on repeat if it's a song that made me think of this fic for whatever reason i will almost exclusively write in the mornings because my partner sleeps in till like 10 a.m. and that's I usually start work between 9 and 10 so I'll wake up around 6 or 7 and get like an hour or two of writing in Not too. Um, that's great yeah so I always write in the mornings have like two cups of coffee at least and I have this one candle that I don't know if this works 
but it's at the very least a placebo, that I don't burn any other time besides when I'm trying to write. So that when I start burning it, I'm like, okay, it's time to write. <laughs> That's actually good. It's kind of like Pavlov's effect. Yes, I am a dog. Because you're uh, <laughs> Highly trainable. <laughs> I didn't mean that as that way. No, I am a, a little golden retriever. Um, <laughs> and it has to be a candle that I don't really like like the smell of too much where I would want to burn it at any other time. I just do it <laughs> for, for when I'm writing. It is an actual yeah. thing. It's Yeah. It's a conditioned response. So like, if you want to create a new ritual, you do it where you create everything the same. And yeah. then your brain automatically knows, oh, it's time to turn on. It's time to you turn off. It's yeah. cute driven, which I think is cute. And I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to make myself it into works. a little puppy dog too. <laughs> Maybe, uh, what's a cute dog? There's just so many out there. There really are. <laughs> Maybe a corgi. I've been seeing a oh, lot of corgis yeah. about little baked potato with legs. Oh my gosh, yes. They're adorable. No tail. <laughs> so, yeah, I usually do that. And then I'll do, I have like a, I do a sprint writing. Or if I really don't know where I'm going with it, I will just write out all the dialogue first. Because dialogue is, for some reason, the easiest thing for me to write. So, like, I'll, I'll plot out a scene basically using the dialogue in it. That's, that's about it. That's what they say to do sometimes when you're not sure is to get out the dialogue so that you can add the tags after because then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this actually sounds like something that they would say like this way or this kind of goes with this and all that stuff. So yeah, it can really shape the, the whole scene. Yeah. Exactly. So any sort of you said you do sprints like where do you do the sprints and like is it something that's part of the server you're in? So, yes, they do have a sprint channel and I have used it. I haven't used it in a while because I haven't updated my fanfics. And I feel like if I post in the sprint channel, people are going to be like, are you writing your fanfics? <laughs> and I don't want that pressure. Um, so I have my own sprint channel with my sister because she also writes like my own little server where we just talk about writing. And I also use just like focus mode and a timer. So on my, my writing app or whatever, where it does that thing where it just like kind of shows whatever line you have highlighted. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Like on a word program? Yeah, I don't, I use um, both Scrivener for oh. when I'm writing my novel and for Ulysses, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a, it's a markdown based markup. I don't know. Markdown markup? Whichever one is the correct one. Uh, markdown. To the Google. Yeah, Ulysses is basically you can do a little bit of coding, sort of. It's generally called markup, but in Ulysses it's called markdown. That's why I'm confused. So yeah, and that has a focus mode. A lot of a lot of writing programs will have that, and it just it automatically scrolls as you type, and it just highlights the one line that you're on, so you can't go back and read too much and like start editing. It kind oh, of forces smart. you to just keep going. I use like when I want to do sprints, which I haven't done in a while, I use this program called Dabble and then they mm. have a sprint feature. And the yes. only thing that it does is it's just a simple writing app. You write whatever you can and it calculates how many words you've written and then it counts down. And once it's done, anything you write after that, it doesn't count towards your totals. Oh, interesting. It's actually really cool. Yeah, you... I heard you tell Anna Morris about it. Um, last week's episode that everyone should go listen to. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That makes me so happy to know that you've listened to my episodes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 
every time someone says, oh, I listen to your podcast. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, the work is worth it. <laughs> yes. Yay. But that's what's also cool about the different servers is that you kind of get to talk to the mm -hmm. people who listen to your podcast. And then you also kind of get to promote it, even though that's something that's still kind of weird for me to do. Yeah, it's very hard to market yourself. It's yeah. a very strange position to be in. I feel like especially for podcasts, like you don't really have a lot of opportunity for feedback. Like you don't mm -hmm. really, it's not like, like fanfic, for example, where there's like, you know, mm -hmm. comments on every channel, you know, you can't leave a comment on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can actually. No, I, I don't think you could like, you know, so there's not really a way to feel, a good, have a good, good gauge of. But I also think it's also about consistency. Mm -hmm. within like the social media realm like how often do you post something saying that you're on here how often do you share something so Definitely. like that's something that I'm starting to try to get better at a year later I'm trying to get better <laughs> at it well you have so, a great foundation now so that's true and I've always kind of been the person who was just like I don't know everything I need to know but I'm gonna try it and then I'll make mistakes I'll keep evolving it and new iterations will come about and anytime I'm in that new iteration I'll do something new for it and then kind of keep moving forward you know mm -hmm. yeah that's a good way to be so sometimes I'll file flat on my face like <laughs> but you have to like that's exactly otherwise you wouldn't try stuff and, you know, it's good to not be afraid of that as well, even though I know it can suck and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely. So kind of moving a little bit to the left, there's a pandemic going on. Things are always changing. It always feels like one moment we can take the mask off. The next moment we're back to square one. Mm -hmm. How do you self-care in this kind of environment right now? Well, I don't do enough. <laughs> To be honest, I'm, I'm one of those people who kind of goes full throttle or completely stalls out. Uh, so I, I tend to burn myself out really easily. So I need to just kind of always keep an eye on that. But mostly for me, self-care is very basic level of just like relaxing with my partner at the end of the night. We've, we've been playing a lot of board games. We've been doing a lot of puzzles. I like to do things like that where like it's low key, but my brain is engaged more than like watching a show because I hate being bored <laughs> very much. I can't like I get very antsy very easily when I'm bored. Um, so I need to do something low key that engages my brain, but like it's passive enough where it still feels restful. Uh -huh. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of puzzles. I got like five new puzzles for Christmas because everyone heard I was into puzzles now. And that's oh, been great. Nice. So yeah. what's your favorite puzzle you got? My favorite puzzle that I got, everyone tried to get me really hard ones, <laughs> except for my sister who got one that I specifically asked for, which is the series of puzzles uh, made by the Magic Puzzle Company. They're just really delightful, beautiful art, and they have really kind of like fun, funky pieces. They they almost always like they there's three of them and they all tell like a little bit of a story Ooh. um so i haven't done the third one that she got me for christmas yet because i'm saving it but i'm really excited too I, I like them a lot so what kind of things do you find inspire you when you write usually music for some reason usually like one line of a song mm -hmm. will just kind of get stuck in my head and i'll just kind of start for some reason thinking of, of a fic that mm -hmm loosely ties into that line you know I really like angst so when when there's I see a story that has 
any sort of angst or in particular like an unrequited love mm-hmm. angle to it i always really like to dive into that you know even if it's just in the fandom in the it's not canon like if mm-hmm. you can just kind of imagine that oh that person's very in love with their friend and it's never gonna happen <laughs> but of course it's gonna happen that's usually what drives me to join a fandom and to to write a story is the level of angst they have uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's always good to have your own specific metrics and yeah it's funny like i i consider myself to be a pretty happy person but i feel like it's just maybe that's the reason why i i like that sort of story Maybe. I mean, I like when I have the wherewithal, I like dark things, like the portions of human nature that are dark mm-hmm. and then finding that light within the darkness. Right. Those kind of stories, along with the domestic bliss stories, mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know? Yeah, I find those to be very, like, satisfying. Yes. Where, like, you're faced with the option of darkness and you choose to go the other way or don't occasionally. Yeah, trying to find that humanity and something that could be just revolting mm-hmm. or so outside of the norm and then realizing, oh, this isn't so bad and there's a good reason and maybe something needs to be fixed kind of thing. Yeah. What was it like the very first time you posted your first fan fiction where you shared your work with the world? Were you like worried about rejection? How did you kind of get over that if you did? I couldn't tell you. It was probably 15 years ago. So like, I don't remember, but I'm sure I was nervous. I'm I'm anxious in general. So I Uh feel like that would have been right up my alley to just worry obsessively (laughs) over what people might think of my Glee fanfic. Do you have any like concerns now whenever like maybe you try something new or do you like try to go outside the norm sometimes with your own writing and you're like, oh, I'm kind of nervous about it, but I want to share this. I would say now it's more of like an excitement, like a, a feeling mm-hmm. like a thrill almost like of posting something, even if you're not a hundred percent confident that it's like your best work, because I, I don't try to be a hundred percent confident anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually a very sort of toxic thing for me it's like I want to get it perfect and I I needed to really learn to just let go of that with writing especially for fanfic like it's supposed to be fun and Mm -hmm. it would definitely get to a point where it wasn't fun so I needed to just learn to stop trying so hard (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. um so now now that I've kind of gotten to that point I don't really get anxious or have a fear of like rejection, so to speak. You kind of shifted it into something you look forward to and you're like, I'm going to put this out there and it's all good, whatever happens. I definitely, and I mean, I like, it's definitely still like a nervous excitement when you post a new chapter or whatever. It's, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I did that, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a fear really as much. Oh, that's good. I still get that way sometimes. Yeah, especially if you're writing something outside your comfort zone. It can be super intimidating. Well, I mean, fan fiction is really great to be able to try new things, you know? Definitely. Something you don't think you would try. And then it's also kind of a good indicator of whether or not it's something you could try to write an original piece off of, you know? Uh Uh-huh. 100%. When The Last of Us Part 2 came out, I wrote a fic for, for, for that. And... It was really interesting getting to write 
like an action-based story which i've never even touched before uh-huh. and that that is like you know a little like oh is this any good but it is what it is like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of exists it's, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes but, yeah. it's amazing and sometimes it's not so much yeah and then you just move on and keep writing yep you learn from your mistakes you're like oh you know what maybe that was the problem or <laughs> you're like i could have done that better yeah but then you fall into the trap of i could maybe yeah and then you're like oh, i gotta stop that too so yeah it's, it's a balance it's a crazy balance yeah yeah you gotta put a lot of effort into writing just for the joy of writing and also for the joy of the ship and being able to give something to your fandom that you love and that takes some work but it's a really gratifying feeling when you get there yeah, I recently learned about a thing called pebbling, which I think a lot of neurodivergents do where they give something to someone that they love or care for or who is important in their life. And they're like, this is for you. And it could be something small, like a TikTok or, or a pebble, <laughs> a pebble, an actual pebble, or it could be like yes. a tiny origami. And so like, I think to a degree, fan fic writers, fan artists, all those people, when they give these things to the fandoms they're like pebbling you know mm-hmm. it's like hey i got, i made this because i love this fandom and i hope you like it and enjoy it but you know this is something i wanted to give to keep it alive and to keep it organic too a small little offering of my love <laughs> exactly like i love this and hopefully it incites you to fall in love with it too or just see the amazingness of it so oh, what is something that you are proud of for doing it doesn't have to be fandom based it could just be anything you want to share like something Um, like i I did good pat myself on the back (laughs) i mean i think the masked author was a huge like i don't want to say a huge undertaking because that makes it sound like it wasn't fun because it was really just so much fun i mean it could be right it could be a huge undertaking and fun (laughs) it really was it was a lot of work and it was super rewarding i've also finished two fanfics that are of significant length like novelish length i don't think they're novel quality but i you know they're a good first draft of an idea which Mm -hmm. is you know something that i'm i am proud of yeah at least it's a step one someplace right exactly you got to do your first one at some point exactly you have to have that for the shitty first draft so you can have that slightly better second draft Definitely. And, you know, there's, I say finished, but the one fic that I am writing under my current name for Bly Manor <laughs> uh, is finished except for an epilogue that I still, I still need to write. I don't know. It. I literally have the whole thing planned, like mm-hmm. the entire epilogue. And I just, for some reason, forget to write it uh, 90% of the time. And when I try to write it, it's just not, I, I, <laughs> I really don't know, but I, it will happen eventually. So um, are you a planner or are you a planter or a pantser? Okay. I am everything. <laughs> I I will plan obsessively and never start. And then sometimes I'll start, but then I won't have a plan and then I'll get lost. So I really like the the like the middle ground planter. Is that what it's called? Yeah, um, planter. I like to have just a super rough outline. I'll start with like the just kind of main plot points. Then I'll write a few scenes, and as I get into the characters and stuff like that, if it's something original or if it's 
fanfic even really to just kind of get a feel for what's going on in that world because I pretty much always write I use. I'll have like a loose plot, write a few scenes and then go back and plot some more and, and kind of go that way. I never really write a chapter without knowing where it's going because I think I would just write forever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I need to have an ending in mind for the chapter. But yeah, definitely like kind of a, a middle person because the other two extremes just never work out for me. I'm slowly becoming a planter, but I used to be a pantser. It's very fun to do that. I've, I, that was always how I wrote fanfic. Whereas if I was writing something original, I would just plan the shit out of it and never start. Uh, but I would just write fanfic just kind of like with this one conversation in he- my mind. And mm-hmm. I would just go from there. And then I would um, never finish it. So I, I, I knew I needed to sit down and actually have a plan. Mm-hmm. And my two most recent fics that I've written are the two ones that I've finished. And I, I did that by having a plan. <laughs> Finally. Awesome. So what song could you listen to on repeat currently? Ooh, okay. That's pretty much how I listen to music is I just listen to one song on repeat. (laughs) So let's see, what is it lately? I was in a big night shift phase for a little while there. Night shift? Night shift by Lucy Dacus. I have never heard it. Ooh, you should listen to that. I don't know what kind of music you like, but I like that song. (laughs) I mean, I'll listen to anything for the most part. And then if I like it, I'll like it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Except for like um, heavy metal. Okay, yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, I don't go out of my way to listen to heavy metal, but I have some friends who listen to it where, you know, I can do that for a little bit. <laughs> but only a little bit. Just a small amount. Let's see. I Think You're All Right by Jay Som has been on my playlist lately let's see Sappho by Frankie Cosmos and oh the song Sophie by the all together those are like a couple of songs that I've been listening to I don't know any of these people yeah I honestly don't I do not seek out music at all which is weird because I'm a I'm kind of a musical person like I enjoy music and I play music but I don't go looking for it at all my partner they are pretty much constantly listening to music and finding new things and sharing Mm -hmm. them and then my sister also shares new things or like there'll be a song in a show that I'll get stuck in my head and then look it up but I'm I'm not someone who goes on the discover on Spotify or like really learns new music at all so I'll listen to the same thing for like months on end and it's like very limited like five songs at a time for six months (laughs) I mean you don't need to inundate yourself with new music it's always going to evolve right and Sometimes it's just uh, trendy pops. There's not always a deeper meaning to it except to make a lot of money, which kind of makes you sad or makes me sad. The last time I added a song to my like songs on Spotify, I added two on December 26th. And before that was November 19th. One of the songs I just recommended to you, I added last July. And I've been listening to it on repeat since last July. So, you know. That's just the way my brain works. I don't know. It's okay. I literally have one playlist I play and then I just add music to it that I like and then remove music that I don't lo- any longer like. Yeah, I have one called Currently on Repeat and that's, <laughs> that's they're currently on repeat. 
Um, though I haven't updated that. This is all from last March, and it's all uh, an artist named Sydney Gish and Phoebe Bridgers. So it's four Sydney Gish songs and three Phoebe Bridgers songs. <laughs> that I probably listened to thousands of times in March 2021. Hey, if it makes you happy, them. who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it quiets my brain, so... <laughs> So thank you for all of the song recs. Do you have any fanfic recs or fanfic Hmm. artists you'd like to kind of recommend to our listeners out in the podcast world? Well, definitely the best author fanfic, (laughs) (laughs) but also all of their like stuff outside of the masked author. They're just really great writers uh, especially the last couple weeks of the competition where they were given a kind of more free reign in terms of like length and stuff like that. You really got to just see how good everyone was. So like Anamoris Obsetris, I think is how you say that. Andy's And Away We Go and Not My Name. They were the top four. They just had just incredible stuff the last couple weeks. Andy wrote a really good AU that I is one of my favorite of the entire fandom. That's a like a married at first sight AU. Do you know the name? Or would you be willing to share the link? I can add it. Oh yeah, I will give you the link. I can't remember the name because everyone just called it the married at first sight AU. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just it's a really, really good pick. So those those are great. One of my best friends in the fandom's name is Mill. They write a really cool fic called 1914, which is mm-hmm. like a historical fiction. And it really reads like the writing style is very true to that period of time. And it's not like super romance heavy. They're both actually kids in the fic. They're like, yeah, it's just, it's really cool writing wise. It's really enjoyable. Novel concepts. I feel like if you've looked at the fandom, you've probably seen some of their stuff. I think Mm -hmm. everyone, they've just, they're awesome. (laughs) But I honestly, I haven't really really read much lately because I've just kind of not been engaged. I know there are two fics I'm really looking forward to reading. Alamini wrote uh, a Lord of the Rings AU, mm-hmm. which I've heard is fantastic and I love Lord of the Rings, so I definitely want to check it out. And um, there's a Ghostbusters AU, which I've heard is really, really good and I'm super interested in. Really? The girl Ghostbusters or the old Ghostbusters? I don't know, but I would have to f- guess that it's the original, but I don't think it's follows the plot that closely. Mm-hmm. I didn't read, I, I like kind of didn't want to look into the conversations whenever they're talking about it. Cause I immediately mm-hmm. could just tell that mm-hmm. I was going to like this fic. <laughs> and so I didn't want to get spoilers. So mm-hmm. those are like probably the first two on my list when I eventually get back into reading. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. Do you oh, have yeah. any, any artists you like? Nico is probably my favorite fan artist from this fandom. Um, trying to think of their Tumblr name. It's their name, I'm pretty sure. Nico Bivale. I'm oh. probably pronouncing that so wrong, but yeah, they're they are super talented. Their work is adorable. Just like I am always happy when I see it on my dash. Mm-hmm. And they have the blind manner zine too. I forgot. Who oh did yeah. It. I, I, I got that. <laughs> There's a piece of art from that hanging on my wall. Nice. Uh, I think it was um, somebody named Vegetable Farts. Yes, Vegetable Farts. That's right. 
So yeah, the zine was was really like I loved when that came in the mail. It was such a joy to flip through, and we do have. I honestly should know who drew it, but it's like a Jamie and Danny in the greenhouse. But all you see is their hands touching. Uh-huh. It's just really like a really pretty thing, and it's on our wall. It's on our like our gallery wall. Oh, we like to have so nice. uh, subtle fan art on in our apartment. So like things that don't jump out at you as immediately being like, oh, that's fan art, but definitely are. Piper Cats did this um, picture of Lena Luther on the bed with uh, Cara Danvers apparently over her. The only thing you can see is her hand on the side of Lena's head and then Cara smearing her very red lipstick. And that is the only color in the entire <laughs> How um, artsy thick or the entire art. I'll send it to you. It's like one of my favorite pieces of art. So very nice. But yeah, Rachel Hicks. She does amazing real life pictures. And I think she recently got her art on a giant billboard, like one of those lit it up billboards in New York's for Fort Salem, because she had made a fan art for Fort Salem, where I think it was Rael and Cirilla, not Cirilla. Don't uh, know. Scylla? Scylla. No. Is that her name? I think it's Scylla. Okay. Sorry, I do watch that show. I just am terrible at remembering anything. Yeah, names are not my thing. But yeah, so it's like on the... It actually was used as a promo, which is cool. That's incredible. I know, right? So the Damie fandom is super inclusive and it's super inviting. When you think of inclusive spaces, what are kind of some of the keynotes you look for and you kind of hope to find and that make up inclusive spaces for you i would just say places that have people who are different from each other who are still able to find community people who are different backgrounds races ages you know who all bring something different to the table but come to the table to love something together and you know there's a space where you feel comfortable asking questions and talking about things like you know especially since people have perspectives that you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. encounter or Mm -hmm. understand that's true it's good to be able to see a diversity in action and Mm -hmm. i mean what's cool about the discords and the fandoms in general is you get to meet so many people from so many places around the world like india england Portugal, Mm -hmm. Brazil, they're just all over the place, you know, and you're just like, we're all brought together in this common thing called fandom or these ships that we've fallen in love with and we want to create arts for. We just want to read and consume it. You know, we are either prosumers or we're consumers. It's cool to be able to be like the normal everyday Joe and have the ability to, to share something and talk with people and make friends with people. Right. People that you otherwise would have never mm-hmm. really encountered, whether it be just because you live in completely different places or you just wouldn't run in the same circles normally. So kind of along that vein, what does fandom mean to you? Like, what are some of the things that it's kind of shown you, given you? Um, Just really the community aspect of fandom is like what's most important to me and also the sort of creative environment, like the ability to just get together and talk with other people who 
just like care about the same stuff you do, who are like passionate and insightful and just share all their great ideas about things. Cause I don't really, I'm not a person who like thinks of head cannons of, of things and stuff like that. So that's always like a really fun aspect for me to hear, like, what would they do, you know, that channel on the server where they discuss, you know, just all of these hypothetical situations. I can't think like that. So like, it's really interesting to see that or I don't have a very visual imagination. Like I'm not, I don't know why, but I I just don't. So like when I'm reading a book and I'm in a fandom for a book and people draw fan art of characters in a book that provides for me, like a point of reference Mm -hmm. for what a character looks like because otherwise I really don't even think about it so you know fandom to me is very like useful thing to be a part of there are things that I watch more passively but mm-hmm. when I love a show and I'm really truly interested in a show I'm going to seek out the fandom because mm-hmm. it just really adds so much to my experience like my enjoyment of that piece of media and it's kind of is it kind of like another level to the fandom Definitely. Yeah, 100%. It is nice to be able to connect with people who love something and then you guys can maybe collaborate on a piece. Like mm-hmm. one is person is an artist, the other person is a storyteller and then they kind of come together and they make oh, this yeah. beautiful art and this beautiful story. Did you see any of the stuff from the Supercorp Big Bang? Yes, I was yeah, a like- cheerleader on it. That sort of thing is just so cool to me. Like, I love when people draw fan art for mm-hmm. fanfics. Like, that mm-hmm. A seems like a dream as a writer, and yes. B is just like such a cool thing as a reader to just mm-hmm. have this extra piece of like content that's like just, I don't know, it's just super cool. Yeah, one of the fan fictions I wrote, someone made a fan art for it. So cool, yeah. Mm hmm. And it makes you feel a little bit like a celebrity, even though you know you're not. <laughs> You're like, wow, this person liked my work and they drew something for it. Yes. Or they had someone commission something and you're like, oh my God, that's, you paid that's money super to have cool. this made? Wow. I mean, like, I've never had that happen personally, but I, <laughs> from an outside perspective, just really enjoy that, seeing that happen because uh-huh. it just, it just, just always a nice little, little extra bonus. And to also kind of see where they, how they saw in their minds what you wrote. You know, like, Mm, how did it fuel their inspiration, which is really cool. So this might actually be a good place to stop. Any last thoughts before we close out the show? Just that I am just really, like, grateful for fandom in general. Mm -hmm. And it has really played just, like, a huge role in my life. It's introduced me to hobbies, like, writing, and skills, like, graphic design, and a lot of people over the years uh, that I have connected with and really enjoyed. I mean, there's someone that I met in the Glee fandom that I'm still friends with to this day. And when I went to LA to visit some friends that I know from high school, we met up with her and had lunch with her. And it was just a really great experience. We've been friends for 10 years at this point. My God, that's awesome. I know. So fandom can just be a really cool thing. And anyone who participates in a fandom from like writing drawing or like doing the podfic thing like that's so cool or Mm -hmm. and reading commenting like I feel like any bit of that you know you're you're part of the community and it's a wonderful thing my favorite is also when people fall in love because of their shared love of fandom 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. E. Kingston, who writes for the Supercorp, she and her wife met each other, I believe, on Wattpad. <laughs> well, me and my partner, uh, we didn't meet each other online because we went to the same high school, but we actually didn't know each other until I was in college and we shared an ex. <laughs> Interesting. And, yeah, I was still friends with that ex and we kind of met through her and my partner read a lot of Rachel Berry Quinn for Bray fanfic and I read a lot of Santana Quinn for Bray fanfic so we bonded over that <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet yeah yeah so in real life fandom connection we've been together for 10 years so. isn't that nice fandom's yeah. just awesome I love yeah. fandom it, it is it's just a really cool thing to be a part of and it's really cool to see people be passionate about things like passion is the most interesting trait that a person can have i think mm-hmm. so fandom really fosters that and i think that's a wonderful thing it does you never realize how much it fosters something until you you start to kind of put yourself out there whether it be a story and then try to connect with the people who are like commenting or like following you on tumblr and who kind of like ask you questions it gives us nice sort of when it's done well and the people aren't crazy unfortunately (laughs) there's a nice connection definitely all right and before we go let everyone know where they can connect with you i'm on tumblr as just a white wall um and i'm on archive of our own as to the flame or uh, there's also a, a Tumblr for the masked author, which is the dash masked dash author at tumblr.com. Well, I'll be sure to put those in the companion post. But before I share my socials, those are some funny names. Where do you come up with your names? Just a White Wall is a lyric from a Subtle Pride song that I was listening to obsessively on repeat, as I do. <laughs> <laughs> that song is called White Wall. And To the Flame, I believe I chose because I was planning on writing The Last of Us fic, and I liked the idea of like like a moth to the flame, and moths are relevant to The Last of Us fandom. And then I did not post that, <laughs> so now it's just kind of random. <laughs> but, you know? I mean, it's a cool random, so they kind of connect, but not quite. Yeah, you know, it sounds sounds artsy even if it doesn't really have a meaning <laughs> this is true yeah mine's is so boring it's just like i'm Ayaka spencer on ao3 and then my podcast name is basically my tumblr and my tiktok so down the fandom hole with aya well you have a brand that's good <laughs> i do have a brand but now i have to uh redo my instagram because it's called the podcast for my co-host Aww. i i think i sent you a picture of her you should keep the podcast as a name. <laughs> I should, but like I, I have to, I have to try to brand it all together. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just, just or, keep that as like a side thing. I could, I could keep it as a side thing, and then cute. the Twitter. It's also at Ayaka Spencer, but then the you could find it under down the Phantom Hole with Aya. To close out the show, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me and for the fun little tangents we went on throughout it. (laughs) Thank you for all the great show recommendations. I can't wait to check them out. 
then check both of us out on our socials. If you'd like direct link, find it at patreon.com slash down the fandom hole or by clicking the link in the description, which is also how you can find out how to become a supporter and get some cool perks from it. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners for listening in and tuning in and hit those follows and like buttons for both of us because your support means everything. Lastly, finally, don't forget to show some love to your favorite fandom creators. Always try to find that common ground. And no matter what anyone says, you as listeners, you as writers, artists, you are creative and beautiful people. Peace out, Rainbow Trouts. And we're done. And then I say bye. Bye. And then you say bye. Bye. (laughs) That's a very cute sign off.